0: Hey everyone, what's up? And welcome back or welcome to Behind the Girl Boss. I'm your host Amanda, and if you didn't know anything about me already, my name is Amanda. I'm a 22-year-old content creator from Montreal, Canada, and I create lifestyle content on YouTube and Instagram. I'm also the owner of an apparel company and a candle company. While I do a lot of freelance work on the side, this podcast, Behind the Girl Boss, I enjoy to talk all things business, lifestyle, behind the scenes of social media, behind the scenes of people's businesses, and things as such. For the past two months, I would say. I was very heavily on guest episodes and everything because I truly, like, literally love figuring out people's journeys, how they got to where they are today, or if they're just starting out their process and everything like that. I think it's just so cool how every single person is on a different journey and they have different tips and tricks and ideas. And I just like love exploring that. And I've had so much fun with all the interviews I've done so far. I've literally had such amazing guests on here and I decided maybe I should do a solo episode for the first time in a very, very long time. So today is a solo episode. It is just me, myself, and I. I hope you guys are okay with that. Um, and it's also a kind of more personal episode that I wanted to bring light to. And it's a, a very touching intimate kind of episode. I guess that's what we're going to call it. Just a trigger warning before we do jump into it. This episode talks about social anxiety and mental health. So if that is something that is triggering to you, I'm very sorry. Um, maybe this episode isn't the one for you, but I do hope that you join me back next week. Um, but today we're going to be talking about a little bit about my story with social anxiety, and then I asked you guys on Instagram to ask me questions that you may have about social anxiety, and you guys came through. So I have a ton of questions to answer after I kind of briefly speak about social anxiety and things as such. So I guess we're just going to jump into it. So hey everyone, we're going to be talking about social anxiety today. I really think that it's important to talk about social anxiety, especially as someone who is a content creator and who puts a lot of her life online. People don't actually think that someone who shares their life online can have social anxiety but it's something that I've been suffering with for a long long time and it's something that I feel like is kind of like a part of me now and it's something that like I said people don't think actually happens to people that put their life online but it is something that really does happen if you don't know what social anxiety is I'm going to read you a definition from the adaa.org website so it's the anxiety and depression association of america the defining feature of social anxiety disorder also called social phobia, is intense anxiety or fear of being judged, negatively evaluated, or rejected in a social or performance situation. People with social anxiety disorder may worry about acting or appearing visibly anxious, Example: blushing, stumbling over words, or being viewed as stupid, awkward, or boring. As a result, they often avoid social or performance situations, and when a situation cannot be avoided, they experience significant anxiety and distress. Many people with social anxiety disorder also experience strong physical symptoms, sorry, stumbling over my words, (laughs) Um, such as rapid heart rate, nausea, and sweating, and may experience full-blown attacks when confronting a feared situation. Although they recognize that their fear is excessive and unreasonable, people with social anxiety disorder often feel powerless against their anxiety. So basically, social anxiety is a mental health condition, and it's the fear of being watched and judged by others. And just the fear of anything that is very social or yeah, social, social anxiety equals social. Um, So I feel like this is something that people like just get mixed up with shyness and they're totally two different things. So for the longest time, I actually did think I was just shy and that I would grow out of it, but I never did. And it got to the point where I wasn't just shy anymore. I would be nauseous when I had to meet people or go to new places. I would overthink a thousand different situations that can happen if I was going to somewhere where there was going to be more than two people. I heavily avoided meeting up with people, um, whether it be for content creation, for photo shoots, for anything that like can help my career. I always, always, always kind of just like stayed on the other side and stayed back and never wanted to do anything because I was always nervous about what people think of me and I feel like first impressions meant so much to me and it's just like it's something that I really didn't think I was like I really did think I was going to grow out of but I never actually did because it's not just like a personality trait that goes away it's something that is engraved in you um and yeah so it's really it's like a social phobia um And honestly, right now, they don't really, like, know what causes it. Like, there's nothing, like, it's (laughs) social phobia. They said that current research supports the idea that it is caused by a combination of environmental factors and genetics. Negative experiences also may contribute to this disorder, including bullying. To my knowledge, I don't know anyone that suffers from social anxiety in my family. Um, Not that I know of, like I said. um, Maybe someone distant, like, had it, but to my knowledge no i was bullied a lot um and i've always felt like the outcast and stuff so perhaps it could be from that but honestly i've had this fear of people and fear of communication and fear of social events and fear of speaking in front of people ever since i can remember like since i was like really young it's always been something that i've just it's stuck with me and yeah, <laughs> um, that's all I really have to say about that. So I kind of just gave like a brief introduction of what social anxiety is and honestly it affects me in like my everyday life. So for this podcast, like I was saying, I have a lot of guests on it and before the guests come on, I'm always super anxious unless there's someone like I've already met in my like, whether it be like through FaceTime or through Zoom or something that I've met beforehand recording, um, Other than that, I always get really nervous. Like I've had to drink wine during some of like the recordings to like calm my nerves down and stuff. Like it's a struggle. And then after with like YouTube and stuff, I I most of my videos are in my house, but I want to vlog more and I want to show more of like the vlog side of me. But I get so nervous when I'm taking a camera out in front of someone because I'm like, oh my God, like what are they gonna say about me? Like, are they gonna make fun of me? Are they gonna say like what is this girl doing are they gonna judge me and it's like I shouldn't care what other people say especially when I'm doing something that makes me happy and that could potentially be a like job in the future but like I get so anxious because of that so that's like been a reason why I haven't vlogged as much I don't know it's just like a whole thing and then people are always like oh my god Amanda how like are you so shy or how you have anxiety like social anxiety or why don't you talk as much in person like you have a YouTube channel like why are you like that like People don't understand that when I'm at home in my bed filming a YouTube video in the comfort of my own room with a camera just staring at me and no one around me, obviously I'm not gonna be anxious because it's not a social gathering. There's not other people there. Yeah, I'm posting my videos online, but like it's it's so different and I don't really know how to actually explain it or put it into words, but it's a different setting it's a different experience like there is no one physically in front of me that is going to stare at me and judge me or say anything about me it's just it's so different but that's kind of like what i'm dealing with and like what social anxiety is and it's something that i've actually been clinically diagnosed with so i'm not just self-diagnosing myself i have social anxiety i've seen a therapist for it like I just want to put that out there before people are like, oh my god, she's like self-diagnosing herself like no, I have it um Just want to put that out there So that is kind of like what social anxiety is and how i've experienced it And now i'm going to kind of go into your questions that you guys asked me because I feel like it's kind of a good gateway for this episode to just like Talk about different things about social anxiety. So my point of view point podcast asks How did you realize that what you had was social anxiety? so I personally didn't realize, I honestly didn't even know social anxiety was a thing until my therapist told me I had it, Um, but I realized, it's crazy, I was five years old when I realized that I was shy, but there was something else to me, so um, I never really shared this story with many people because it's really embarrassing and it's just wild to me. When I was five years old, I was so nervous and shy and anxious to ask my kindergarten teacher if I can use the washroom So for me to avoid having having to speak to her and having to ask my teacher To use the bathroom. I decided to pee my pants I don't know what went through my mind at that time. I don't know like Why I thought that was a good idea I don't know why I thought that wasn't going to get me any attention, but actually no one ever found out. So I don't know I peed on like on my pants and I peed in my pants on a carpet. So that is disgusting. I know I'm sorry, five- year- old me apologizes, but I didn't know what to do. And that just goes to show that like literally social anxiety can control your mind and make you do some of the weirdest things ever. So that is something I did when I was five years old. And honestly, like obviously like my brain wasn't like developed as much. I don't actually know if that makes sense. Like I didn't know what like mental health was and I didn't know that these things existed when I was five. And it was only when I was 16 that I ended up seeing a psychologist for depression. And we spoke, and she ended up diagnosing me with social anxiety disorder also. And I was like, I had no idea that this existed. I didn't know it was a thing. Like, no one talks about it. And, like, I was 16 about six years ago. And, like, mental health is not something that's being, like, it wasn't something that was spoken about a lot. It still isn't. It's very taboo. It's a weird subject to talk about, apparently. And people are always, like, censoring themselves when they talk about mental health. And I think that's crazy because. So many people experience mental health issues and it should be talked about and it shouldn't be taboo because it's literally something that people go through in their everyday lives and I, it just makes me so mad. But anyways, um, I realized that I had something when I was five years old and then after when I turned 16 is when I knew that I had social anxiety disorder. My point of view podcast also asked, what's the hardest thing about having anxiety? I kind of touched upon this before, but I think the hardest thing about having social anxiety is the fact that the career path that I want to go on is heavily, heavily, um, I don't know the word, heavily... Like, you need like marketing, you need like networking skills, and you need to talk to people. Like, I want to work in social media and I want to work in digital marketing. And that is like heavily relied on communication, networking events, meeting up with people, and things as such. And I think that's like the hardest thing about having it because I do push myself and I do force myself sometimes to like get out of my comfort zone. But it's such a difficult thing because it triggers other things. It triggers anxiety attacks. It triggers mental health. In other ways, like, it's so hard wanting to, like, get to where I want to get, but then having this anxiety be pulling me back and pushing me back and feeling like I'm not in control of it, if you know what I mean. Um, It's, yeah, it's a struggle. Um, I would say that is the hardest thing about having social anxiety the career path that i want laugh cry fight asked how do you cope in large social interactions i find it really hard sometimes and would love advice um i also do find it hard and i don't have the absolute best answer for this but what i like to do in big events is i need to have someone there with me if i don't know anyone if i don't have like a plus one to event or like if i am not with someone 99% of the time i'm not going I guess that's how I cope I always have someone with me I don't know if it's the best or healthiest thing to do but I always 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 have someone with me because I feel like that will just help me in the long run and it'll I don't know I don't really know um but yeah cozy talks podcast asked I get so anxious about phone calls do you have any tips to get over that girl um (laughs) literally same I am that 22-year-old that still asks their mom to book their appointments on the phone for them because they are too scared to pick up the phone and talk to a human being on the other side. Um, Honestly, though, I guess the only tips I would really have is to just do it. Sometimes I will put the person's phone number and literally sit there for two minutes and then just click the button and once it's dialing and calling the person, I have no other choice because if I hang up, then I feel like a loser and I feel like they're going to just call me back so I might as well get it over with. Um, So I guess that's basically my advice. <laughs> just like do it, just click the button because once you click the button, there's no going back. So kind of just like putting yourself in that situation where like you have no other choice um, I really wish that I had an actual device for you but honestly phone calls are so scary and I hope I am not a 25 year old woman when I moved out and everything still asking her mom to do things for her because that is not okay um, but we'll see I don't know we'll see how life works out for me unwind with nat pod asked how do you approach new social settings when everyone already knows each other that is something that I try to avoid so much. Um, I feel like that's something that happens a lot with birthdays nowadays. Um, like you get invited to someone's birthday and you only know the birthday person, but they're going to have all their other friends and like, you don't know them. And that makes me super anxious. Um, I always try to ask if I can bring someone or if I do know someone going, I always ask them if they want to meet up before so that I don't walk into the place alone. Um, but honestly approaching new social settings when everyone already knows each other, I just it's really sad but I just don't go or I will I try to bring someone with me like I will not go somewhere alone in a new social setting where everyone knows each other and no one knows me or if only one person knows me I try to avoid those situations at most Um, but I guess to answer your question um, I really just try to make sure that I know one other person because if I know one person I will Still be nervous and stuff, but I'll be okay. But if I know absolutely no one, there's no hope for me. It's really sad, but there is literally no hope for me. Drake Colante asked, what's it like going to brand events and deal with social anxiety? It is the absolute worst. Kind of like I said before about like, what's the hardest thing about having social anxiety? Um, brand events are so much fun. They're so cool. There's so much opportunity for networking, but I just, it's, I can't, I cannot go alone. So I always make sure that the event has a plus one. If it doesn't have a plus one, you are not seeing me there. Um, I am not making an appearance. Um, so I feel like I don't get as much networking out of the events as I could because I tend to wait for people to come up to me to talk to me. I can't approach someone first. I can try, but like I won't even make it halfway to like where they are. So it's really, it's really stressful. And it makes me so mad because after the event, I'm always like putting myself down. And I'm like, Amanda, you should have went to talk to them. You should have done this. You didn't get enough connections. You didn't get enough numbers. You didn't get enough blah, 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 blah. And I always bring myself down as if like I did this to myself and like it's literally something that I can't control. Um, it's, it's an experience. Um, let me tell you that. I've been to quite a few events last year. And all of them, I was able to bring a plus one. So that was great. Super happy about that. Did I network as much as I could? Definitely not. Will I try to do better when COVID's done and I can go to events again? 100%. Will I succeed? We don't know yet. But really, it's a struggle and I'm working on it. But going to brand events and having social anxiety, they don't really go hand in hand. Stargirl Rand said, Should I force myself into social situations? First of all, I think social situations is such a tongue twister. Like it's, I have to like really articulate it to say it, but I'm not going to tell you to force yourself, but sometimes I do that because I feel like it's the only way I'm going to get to somewhere that I have to go and that I need to be at and that will benefit me. So forcing yourself into situations can trigger things like a panic attack. And I would just want to put that out there that like it can happen. And it has happened to me before, but I think forcing yourself to go into these situations can benefit you in the long run and it can make you kind of like get out of your comfort zone to a certain point, if that makes sense. Stargirl Ren also asked, how do you know if you have social anxiety? Um, I feel like the best way is to get a diagnos- diagnosis <laughs> and to talk to a therapist. Therapy is so, so good. And you don't need to only, like, talk to therapists if you're having, like, mental health issues. Like, a therapist is there for you to talk and to get your emotions out and your feelings out. You don't need to have a mental illness to talk to therapists. Therapy is really good. Um, Just a little plug there. I've actually been working with BetterHelp. They are an online therapy um, program. And I've been using their services for about two months now. And it's so much better for someone with social anxiety because you have the choice to either talk to your therapist and book a session through a chat, a video call, or a phone call. So for someone with social anxiety who does not enjoy phone calls or video calls, having the opportunity to talk to a therapist on a chat is so much better. It's been an experience, especially during like COVID right now when like you can't even leave your house. A lot of therapists were doing Zoom calls. So having the option to do a chat was like, phenomenal i'm going to leave the better help link in the show notes if you wanted to check them out i highly suggest it you can also try for a week and then cancel if you don't like it like no strings attached alana underscore kewler i believe i said that right asked i've never experienced it but what is the biggest thing in particular that triggers it well, let me find that for you common social anxiety triggers include meeting new people making small talk public speaking performing on stage Being the center of attention, being watched while doing something, being teased or criticized, talking with important people or authority figures. For myself, honestly, like all of these are triggers for me and I feel like they're very triggers for a lot of people. Um, But the biggest ones I would say is meeting new people, public speaking, performing on stage, being the center of attention. I hate when people are looking at me. I hate when people bring all their attention on me. Honestly, like once I was walking, not even once, like this happens all the time, but I was walking in the street and there was people laughing behind me and like my brain automatically just makes them, makes me think that they are laughing at me and it's all about me and they're looking at me and all these things. And like, it's, it's a shame. That's all I have to say about that. Um, so those are the triggers to social anxiety. Tatiana Dominic asked, please talk about different coping mechanisms used to help deal with this. Um, hmm. That's a good question. What do I do? So some things that I do I kind of like try to focus more on other people than myself because when I focus on myself In situations it brings more stress upon me if that makes any sense So I try to like really focus on the other person rather than myself Um What else do I do? Like I said, therapy is the best thing to just talk, get your emotions out, get your thoughts out. They do give you like different coping mechanisms at therapy. So obviously not everything works for everyone. But yeah, I don't really know. I still like have problems with it. I just I I take it day by day. That's the best advice to take it day by day, situation by situation. Sariana point twenty six asked, how to get over social anxiety while talking in front of a group of people. Girl. I wish I could help you. I don't know. I still suffer from this. I remember in school, thank God in my university right now, I don't have any like orals and stuff. I haven't had an oral in university in the past two years, but honestly, talking in front of a group of people is like the scariest, worst thing ever. I wish it wasn't a thing at all, but honestly, I don't really have any coping mechanisms because when I was in high school or CJEP when I had to do orals, I was literally sweating my ass off. Um, I would get nauseous, I would get dizzy, like, everything. So I'm very sorry, but I don't have any tips of how to get over social anxiety while talking in front of a group of people. I really hope one day I will have tips for you and I'll hit you up, but I really don't know. Shady Pineapple Thrifts asked, do you think COVID and quarantine are increasing social anxiety? I will be 110% honest. I was living through the quarantine. Um, it's obviously a very sad situation with what like covid and everything um and i'm very sorry to everyone who lost someone in their life and stuff because of it um i've had my personal fair share of covid stuff but as someone who has social anxiety and is very introverted um being able to stay home for five months was literally the best thing ever I did not have to speak to people. I didn't have to think about people judging me or saying things behind my back or Being in new social settings like I did not have to worry about that and to have like Five months of barely any social anxiety was the best thing for me. So to answer your question I don't know it can affect obviously It it, like affects everyone differently and like people have different reactions and side effects and like Just experience life differently. But for me, COVID and quarantine did not increase my social anxiety. But I do think that when the quarantine was over and we had to like go back into like social settings and go back to work and go back to being social again. It was kind of like heavy and it took like a lot more energy from me. But like during the quarantine, it was a lit time. After it, not so much. The Purpose Project Pod asks, what is social anxiety? Maybe some statistics on how common it is. It is in people our age for sure. So this is actually the last question. So I feel like it's such a good question to end everything off on. So I'm currently typing on my phone, social anxiety statistics, statistics. I already discussed what social anxiety is, but I'm going to read a bit of statistics for you guys right now. Okay. So I found a website, the National Institute of Mental Health, um, social anxiety disorder based on diagnostic interview data from national comorbidity survey replication oh my god I can't even read an estimated 7.1 percent of U.S. adults had social anxiety disorder in the past year an estimated 12.1% of U.S. adults experienced social anxiety disorder at some time in their life. Of adults with social anxiety disorder in the past year, degree of impairment ranged from mild to serious, as shown in figure 2. Hey, I don't know what that's telling me. An estimated 9.1% of adolescents had social anxiety disorder, and an estimated one3 had severe impairment. I guess severe impairment means like... Um, side effects the prevalence of social anxiety disorder among adolescents was higher for females and males um so i guess those are a bit of statistics for you i don't know i don't i'm not good at statistics i'm really sorry emily um i tried i tried <laughs> um but basically that is it concludes the episode i really hope you guys enjoyed this and i just like want to bring a light upon mental health and like It needs to be talked about and it should be talked about and I for the longest time I didn't have anyone to like look up to or listen to or anything about social anxiety because I just didn't know it existed and I didn't know anyone else who had it so that's kind of why I wanted to like open up about it on my platform. And I know this isn't business lifestyle related or anything like that, but I really wanted to speak about this and wanted to kind of share my story. So I do hope you guys enjoyed this and I hope you guys learned a little something about social anxiety disorder. And if you asked a question, I hope I answered your question to like the fullest potential that I could have. Um, But yeah, that is the end of this episode. If you want to follow me and chat about this episode or just keep up with my life um you can follow me at at it's amanda Wan on instagram or at behind the girl Box on instagram and you can also follow me on youtube at it's amanda Wan. so if you guys enjoyed this episode please do not forget to follow or subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it on and if you're listening to it on apple podcast don't forget to leave a review because i would really really appreciate that so once again i do hope you enjoyed it and i will hear you next time